0: DevCast today with me, Doug Koenig, and uh, I have found a hidden gem in the Microsoft product, in the Visual Studio product, and it's called LightSwitch. And I now use LightSwitch for a real uh, project, and uh, it has been really, really nice to work with. But to help me more understand LightSwitch and what feature it has, I have invited Beth Massey from the LightSwitch team to join me on this podcast. Uh, Welcome, Beth.
1: Hi, thanks Dag. Thanks for having me.
0: Uh, are you from the LightSwitch team? What what what's your role at Microsoft?
1: So actually, yeah, I work on I work with the LightSwitch team. I'm actually on the engineering team. Um it's a it's a larger team. We not only build LightSwitch, but we build um, tools for Office and SharePoint, the Azure tools, uh the .NET framework and the managed languages teams are also part of our group. So uh, it's
0: it, I'm the community manager basically for that group called cloud platform tools what 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 do you mean by a large team
1: it's i don't even know how many people are on the team honestly it's a couple so, hundred so people. Not, yeah. you
0: cannot have it in your car <laughs> right
1: no we can't fit in the same car no, there's only a couple hundred people on the team um yeah so we're we're basically uh you can think of us as like kind of the the net stack as and languages as well as like a lot of the tools for building business applications,
0: as well as Azure tooling inside of Visual Studio. This was really great because everyone, every developer wants to write tools. So <laughs> you must be in the best place.
1: I love it. I actually love it. We have a very awesome, broad um, team. Like we do a lot of different things, so there's always something interesting to find on the team. Okay, and you
0: use your tools to write tools? of course. Yes,
1: uh, absolutely. You know, I mean, we, uh, you know, if you've, like, basically, we've done a lot of work, especially on the language
0: compilers, we're
1: in the compilers in the languages themselves, which is actually pretty cool. Um, I love tools, honestly, like, I think, like, over the course of my um, programming career, the tools have really, made a huge difference in the time saving of building applications, right? And as applications, get more and more complex, that you really need smarter tools. And I think our tools have just really evolved um, over the course
0: of many years to really make it so that, you know, we can get our job done a lot faster, right? And that's the whole point. The the problem with smarter tools, and and Light Switch is a smarter tool, is that it it doesn't fit anyone sometimes. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's, well, the theory behind Light Switch when we first
1: started it was really we were looking at the market, and we really saw that you know building business applications, um, especially business productivity apps, smaller apps like maybe even departmental apps, part of lar- part of large systems sometimes. But you don't want really to have a lot of time to spend on building them. There may be like mission critical systems. These are more like productivity applications, and we just found that people were just either not building them at all because they didn't have time, or when they did start building them, it just took, took too much time. And so that's kind of when we st- when we started with Light Switch. And at, over the years, I mean, the first version of Lightswitch was released in, I think, 2011. So it's been a couple years. And so over the course of those years, we've gotten a lot of feedback around the community, around the types of apps that people were building. And we were seeing that, you know, that th- the key to business applications is really like collaboration around the data uh, that you're collecting and analyzing and you're plugging those usually you're plugging those applications into much larger enterprise data sources for instance and so over the course of the, like you know the the evolution of lights which we first opened up the middle We, you know, embraced OData services. We actually, uh, then we created a more of a um, ubiquitous client with HTML so that you, because we were seeing enterprises needing this data on multiple types of devices. And typically you don't have time or the resources to build native applications for every type of device you have in an enterprise. And so sometimes, especially with business apps, you know, with, with data CRUD and analyzing data and that's of thing uh, an HTML5 app is a perfectly good um, good uh, solution right so now we have an HTML5 client um, and we're we're actually releasing the March update um, so we just released it at the SharePoint conference and this allows you to also consume much more um, larger enterprise data sources like SAP. And we make it kind of a smarter, uh, a, a smarter wizard, so you so you can kind of discover how the entities relate to each other. Because before we would just kind of say, "Oh, here's all the entities in this data source," and you would kind of have to have the knowledge of what the data source was, um, what you were doing with it. But with large data source, enterprise data sources like SAP and Dynamics and those sorts of things, they they have like their schemas are very complex. Okay. And for, for a typical business you know productivity app, you're probably just using parts of the data and not the whole entire data source. And so we tried to make it a lot easier for you to do um, to attach to large data sources like that. So that's one of the kind of the cool things um, in the latest release. We also did a ton of work around um, just making the HTML client um, a lot easier Better, uh, like you know, auto like filtering and searching and grids and um, an auto complete box and that sort of thing. So we
0: really tried to work on some more of the like just UI features as well in the latest March update. Nice. So, so you can say Lightswitch is the access database for the the new generation.
1: Well, I mean, access is still has its place. Access is really meant more for the information worker. Um, Light switch is really a developer tool. So um, it's, it's not targeted at, people that don't know how to code. Okay? You have you know, you should be comfortable with Visual Studio. It is built into Visual Studio. It is meant for developers. And so there's going to be some natural crossover of course with how Access does its thing, but Access is really targeted more at the information worker, the office a worker. Okay, So that's kind of the difference. There's a lot more customization, a lot more kind of like you have to know a little bit more of the details and the meat of what's going on in, in Light Switch to really understand or really create really compelling apps. Um, but we want to make sure that you don't ha- have to sit there in the plumbing and do all of that really tedious code but we want to make sure that you can have access to um, endpoints so that you can customize the app like how you need so
0: you can kind of think of it as mm. uh,
1: you know it's similar domains but different audiences really
0: yeah and uh, i see that especially in the editor in light switch because i really want the better screen editor but that's because i'm a developer baby. <laughs> I, I shouldn't have a, a nice screen editor
1: a <laughs> screen editor. Well, we've done, a, like I said, we've done a lot of work, especially, we take advantage of what the IDE teams do inside of Visual Studio. So like, especially when you're a uh, Telesense, for instance, in JavaScript has gotten a lot better. And so when you're coding inside of the HTML client, inside of like customizing the client side, we actually utilize all the same IDE features that, you know, the JavaScript editor and the experience and
0: IntelliSense experience.
1: And that's gotten a lot better in 2013 as well.
0: Yeah, but I mean that you can't draw the the the, the screen. Screens. Oh the screen designers.
1: Yeah, okay, the I screen thought you were design. talking about the, the editors. Yeah, yeah, the screen design the screen design is actually stays very consistent with the multiple clients though. If we had taken the approach of saying like lay every button out on the screen that you want and then now you want an HTML screen, we would have to create a whole new designer. So actually what we do is we have a very similar design experience between mul- the types of clients that you can build, whether that's the desktop client or the HTML client. And so it keeps it keeps that familiarity. Also, I think when laying things out, you do have a lot of flexibility with what you can do with uh, HTML is you can actually just run the application in your browser, and then you can just change the screen designer and hit save and refresh the browser, and you'll see the refreshes happen real time. So... Although it's not drawing on a screen, it's, you know, a lot of times all you really want is a flow layout of fields anyways, and you don't really want to have to lay
0: everything out on the screen, well, like we, pixel we, by pixel.
1: Yeah, we, we maybe know, I
0: got a bit too deep. Should, should we instead uh, talk about, uh, for me, as uh, a newbie to, to LightSuite, I see LightSuite is, is, compa- uh, is a build of two things, uh, data and tables and uh, screens, uh, right. uh, how does the, how, how do you do a light switch app for a, for a guy that doesn't have done it and don't, don't know anything about it could you well i guess
1: uh the only i think the only prerequisite i guess for for a developer to start with light switch is to know about data i mean you really kind of have to know how to do some data modeling if you're good at data modeling you've done databases before you're familiar with like you know relational theory or you know that's really all you need to get started. You don't need to really know JavaScript and HTML. That's what Lightswitch can help you build and really quickly get these screens kind of going off the ground based on your data model. Mm -hmm. You actually spend most of the time data modeling and writing your business rules. Okay, so writing business rules, coding. Okay, so, but you're only, you're not coding your data access. You're just coding the business rules around the data, right, the logic. And then, you know, the screen, you know, templates get you really quickly started with, you know, a screen workflows, not just screens, layouts themselves, but screen workflows. When you tap on an item, go to this screen, is it a view screen or edit screen? And then it's creating a single page app at the end of the day. Right. So it's based on HTML5, and we use jQuery mobile. We have a, a layer on top of jQuery mobile. So if you do need to start getting it deeper into the code, like what you were saying, like I need to put you know, a custom HTML in this part of the screen or show a message box or change a color of something, we allow you to hook into the DOM and write your own JavaScript. Okay. But you only need to know a little bit of it, right? You only need to kind of – it kind of helps you – if you're like a .net developer and you know data modeling, even if you're not really a .net developer. You know data modeling and you can kind of get by with some .net code on the server for your business rules. You can kind of get by with some some javascript on the on the client side. You can actually have a pretty full-fledged mobile app. So, I mean, the app will be like responsive design. So, it'll be any, you know, mobile form factor or tablet form factor or even a desktop form factor and you don't have to worry about um, all of that stuff. So it's really kind of a quick way to get off the ground for a business mm-hmm. app.
0: So, so uh, if you, if you, we should take the workflow for a typical uh, light switch app is just to first to create the, the tables mm-hmm. and then create the, the screens that um, shows the t- show the, the, the content of the table or edit the content of the table that's sure sure yeah, yeah. and,
1: and mm-hmm. then then you start customizing with business rules right like only certain people can see this you know this data or you know certain you know defaults you know on on fields or you know making sure one data is after the other or business rules validation logic and that sort of stuff would go into your data model on the server side. So that would be either Visual Basic or C Sharp that you would write that code in. If it's just, if it's tweaking the UI, what the UI looks like, if you're writing an HTML client, then that's going to be JavaScript. So like I mentioned, though, you might not have to really do too much JavaScript at all.
0: Hmm. We it are, just depends. Yeah. We, we yeah. are only talking about the HTML client. And for me, the HTML client was a, a must. Uh, otherwise, I didn't. Uh, I I haven't chosen uh, to to do this project in Lightswitch. But we have the Silverlight client. How, how is the relationship between the HTML client and the Silverlight client?
1: So really, um, it they both use the exact same middle tier services. So as you're building your data model and writing those business rules in .NET, you're really modeling a you know .NET service. Okay, it's just a it's like really just a web app. It's, in, it's a three-tier web app. And so both the desktop and the HTML client use, uh, o, it's an O data endpoint, and they use um, JSON Lite to return the data from the service. Um, and so it's exactly the same. So when you are writing business rules, you write them once, and your clients then can both take advantage of them. So you could have multiple clients if you want. If you really do need a very, very heavy-duty data entry style app, you know, desktop app, um, then you can still have a multi-client solution. So you can have a, one Silverlight client and you can have one HTML. Um, for, for Visual Studio 2013, we added a new project template uh, at in October when we released called the Cloud Business App. And that's a new template that just streamlines the setup to an HTML client SharePoint app. So LightSwitch has also been able to create SharePoint apps for a little while now since since uh, 2012 update 2. When we released the HTML client, we also released the ability to create SharePoint apps as well. So SharePoint apps, it's a new app model for SharePoint. It's really just a web app at the end of the day. And so with this new template, it allows you to just create, quickly create an HTML client SharePoint enabled LightSwitch app. And now with the March update that what we released at SharePoint conference is we added a lot of new features around building SharePoint apps with the new cloud business app template. We also added a ton of features for just Office and SharePoint apps as well. So, you know, we've got, um, um, you know, the three templates underneath Visual Studio. When you go pick a language, you go into Office and SharePoint, and then underneath that is apps. There's now three templates, apps for Office, app for SharePoint, and a cloud business app. So that's kind of, yeah, yeah. So that just allows you to integrate and deploy right into SharePoint. Um, And you can host the web application any way you want, just like you would, you know, you could have it in IIS, you could have it in Azure, you could also even host it within SharePoint itself and auto host it. So there's a couple, there's lots of flexible deployment light switch has always had and now it even allows you to create apps directly in SharePoint and it just extends the whole SharePoint, you know, experience, right? A lot of lot of uh, workers, you know, use SharePoint as a portal, company portal for applications that they need to use every day, for document management, for data management. And so now you can create lightweight apps that run on, you know, mobile devices against SharePoint data as well.
0: Do you think that uh, this is a sweet spot for a light switch application uh, yeah, sure a SharePoint?
1: Sure, mm-hmm. sure I think I think if, if if you're thinking about building you know a uh, it has to do about data as long as it's about data and you're thinking about, well, you know I really want to build a SharePoint app that consumes aggregates or you know edits, analyzes multiple data sources, and you want to make that available through a corporate app store, which is really what SharePoint allows you to do, really allows you to manage the whole entire application lifecycle of deployment, licensing and, you know, and management of those apps in your enterprise. Right. So that's kind of like that, that's the key thing right like there's a lot of like discoverability issues sometimes with apps right like that's kind of like the this that's the nice thing about having an app store on your phone right the discoverability of the apps is like right there on the device well if we're sitting and working every day you know in office and you know word and excel and well guess what we can find these apps through the corporate catalog through sharepoint now and so it really is kind of like the a really
0: nice sweet spot for light switch as well Do do you have an example of, of bad spots for light switch? Why it's well, it's not if,
1: so good. If you're if you're kind of if you're trying to fight the tool like and you really need some custom UI, I don't think LightSwitch is really a good fit if you're really trying to customize UI or and if you're if your app's not about data at all then it's not a good fit either. Um, you know, if it's if it's mission critical and and I think that you're you're going to need to look at a lot of different integration points with multiple technologies, LightSwitch might not be a good fit for you either. Um, if you're really just looking for how how can I quickly create a business application that works with multiple data sources that needs to run on multiple devices and I need to get it done quickly? Um, that's really where LightSwitch shines.
0: Uh, LightSwitch is a part of, of Visual Studio 2013. Uh, a question I have uh, been asked, uh, uh, people have asked me is, in which version of um uh, 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 v- Visual Studio is Light Switch included. Is it cl- included in the free version or do you need to buy Visual Studio? It's
1: in professional and higher. So okay. it is the paid versions. Yes. Yes. So pro, premium, and ultimate edition. Okay.
0: Uh, it's very hard to find that on the website. So...
1: Well, I think because Lightswitch was originally released as a separate SKU in its first version. I mean, it was Visual Studio. Lightswitch was a version of Visual Studio. The only the reason why we did that is because we did twenty. Visual Studio 2010 had released, and Lightswitch released after that. Like six months after that, the second version of Lightswitch actually was right in the box with Visual Studio 2012. So we caught up with the 20, with the Visual Studio train, as we like to say. So um, since since 2012 Rtm, Lightswitch has been in the box. So it just comes with Visual Studio. You don't have to install anything separate. Okay. The only thing you have to install is our Office Developer Tools update. So if you want to get the new features that we just were showing off and talking about at SharePoint conference, um, that's like an update. So a lot of teams um, in Visual Studio release like you know, off-cycle, out-of-band updates of their tools, and this just happens to be one of them. So if you want to take advantage of some of the new features that we've added, like the SAP support, we also have document library support. So you can upload documents right into a document library. You can read documents right from a document Library right inside your app. I mean, those are some really good, nice features that really kind of rounds out the whole um, the whole story and the whole um, application uh, development for especially against SharePoint, right? Mm-hmm. So for SharePoint apps, working with documents is pretty critical
0: when you're when you're working with SharePoint apps. So we, good features. Yeah, uh, we talk much about uh, the HTML feature, and uh, you talk not not so much about Silverlight or the, the desktop app, as you said. Uh, In the future, will you still support Silverlight for a foreseeable future or will any new uh, desktop clients be uh, on the horizon instead or something like that?
1: Well, the HTML client can technically be run in a browser on a desktop as well. So, I mean, it's, you know, the HTML client is kind of where we see um, our investment because that is really going to give us the most breadth of devices, in particular, uh, like I mentioned, large enterprises or even small businesses that are trying to build these apps. There's a lot of different devices that that workers have on them that want to get this data on. And so that's really where our investment is. That and, you know, being able to integrate with Office 365, you know, services as well as, in you know, being a SharePoint apps as well. So I think that's where you're going to see most of the investment. Yes, we still support the Silverlight client. We're in the same boat as the support statement for the Silverlight support statement. It was 10 years since, you know, the, the last version of Silverlight. So we still we'll make changes to the Silverlight client in order to support any of our server-side changes, which we did had to do, actually. That's why we actually still... Uh, we made some changes to the Silverlight client to support JSON Lite and the OData services. So we'll still... If we make changes to our server technology, we'll make sure that the client technology can still work with it but we're not going to do any new innovation in controls or the UI or that sort of thing itself okay so really the future is in the HTML when it comes to light switch
0: so we will see uh, even after this uh, SharePoint conference uh, some updates on the HTML client in itself or
1: yeah so nope. we did we released all of the mm. the we released um, updates to the HTML client. For instance, we've got um, like I mentioned, the, the sorting and filtering on data grids now in the HTML client is just built in. Before it wasn't. You'd have to write some code for that. Now it's just built in. Um, we've added a, a common screen set so that you don't have to create every single screen, a browse screen, a view screen, and an edit screen. You just say, you know, create all three of them in one shot and hook them all up together for me. And so we created a new uh, screen template called the common screen set. So that's, that's a really Really handy one. Like I mentioned, the document library supports. We have a new document control that allows you to upload documents and to download documents in in like say you know the um, the the web versions of the clients Excel Web and Office uh, Word PowerPoint. Those those web versions um, are are supported as well. So it's. It's kind of like we've we've added more features around. Oh, we've also added more features around bookmarking. So you can save a bookmark to say an order ID with an ID number, and so that way when you click on it, you can actually open the screen that has the order on it. So you don't have to navigate through the the application again. That's important, like deep linking, right? Mm-hmm. So we've added that support in there. So there's like a, there's a lot of features that we've added. We've you know bug fixes we've we fixed, and then the SAP data attached support I mentioned. So that's also a, a big feature that we added as well. So trying to So trying to really get um, the HTML client more up to, you know, just more features in the HTML client, as well as having more features around, you know, SharePoint and large enterprise data.
0: I really want to have a better menu system out of the box, but uh, that's maybe not included in this update.
1: So, there is a navigation menu, yes, you can have a, a, a it's a simple navigation menu it's you just have a drop down it's very similar it's kind of similar to the to the desktop client It just mm. has a drop down now so anything uh, that any screen that doesn't require a parameter can be on the navigation menu.
0: Mm. It's just like it was before okay, good. yeah uh, when we talk about data, we need to talk about security right what What kind of security features do you have included in in Lightswitch? So if it's not a SharePoint app, it's just a light switch app,
1: we support standard Windows authentication and Forms authentication. That's what we had before. We also support SharePoint authentication if it's SharePoint-enabled application. So if you're deploying it into SharePoint, your users are going to access that application through SharePoint. It automatically passes the token via OAuth to the, to the LightSwitch app. And so the LightSwitch already knows that this user has been authenticated through SharePoint. So that's a whole new, you know, authentication model. You can think of it that way. We've added a person type um, that's an O365 person type so that you can get at all of the information that, uh, you know, like that Office 365 collects about uh, each user. And then when the user is using the application application, um, all of the all of the actions that the user does on data is made sure that when, say, so for instance, you um, update, say, uh, a customer list inside of SharePoint through LightSwitch, LightSwitch will actually put the user's name updated by, you know, Beth Massey on behalf of the app name. So it actually works on on behalf of the users on top of data so that you can check permissions through the Office 365 model.
0: Yeah, but uh, if we don't, uh, we talk about security outside of SharePoint. It was uh, Windows... Authentication and then form-based authentication.
1: Correct. We use the ASP.NET membership provider, so it's exactly like form-based uh, forms authentication. ASP.NET. You can also write, you know, your own, you know, membership provider. We have a blog post on the light switch specific implementation that you need to do, but you so it's a it's a provider model that's similar to ASP.NET. So it's not too hard to plug in your own if you really want to do that. And you can
0: implement roles and such things. Roles? Roles. Oh, roles. 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 Yes. Yes. (laughs) Roles. Roles. Okay. (laughs) That's correct.
1: R-O-L-E-S. Correct. Yes. So uh, if you're, yes, if you are doing forms or Windows authentication, you can create roles and assign those, uh, assign permissions to those roles and then users to those roles. So that roles kind of just hold a set of permissions and which users belong to those roles. So when they log in, you know, they you know exactly what sets of permissions that those users can perform and then you use those permissions inside code in a bunch of different access control method hooks all over Lightswitch on the screens, on the um, entities specifically, whether you can update, insert, delete, filter, you know, find, that kind of stuff, query.
0: So there's a lot of uh, hooks for authentication or for auth- authorization. A nice feature. I host my uh, app or application, or light switch application, in, in Azure, and a nice feature is that you have support for SSL also, so you can, uh, can can be secure over the line. So say,
1: absolutely, yeah. Actually, we recommend that. So if you, yeah, it's really nice that uh, Azure already has that automatically set up for you. If you're hosting it on your own, you're going to need to want you're going to want to do that on your own IIS server. Typically, data should be secured on the wire. I, I don't think. I, I don't think I've ever developed a, a data based system that wasn't um, you know important data that you wanted to protect on the wire. So yes, so SSL is definitely a
0: recommendation that we make to people. Do 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 we have any public cases uh, reference reference cases uh, where Lightswitch has been used?
1: Yeah, we actually have a, a lot of customers that use Light Switch. There's a there's there's a ton of people that we talk to about. You know, actually it even helps us improve the product itself, you know. We all the way from large, you know, enterprises, large banks, all from, you know, um, small electronics manufacturers like we 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 talk to a lot of different businesses that use light Switch in a lot of different ways so it's actually pretty fun um to talk to to talk to folks about what they're building all sorts of things you know that i've heard
0: so so yeah. it's mainly mainly internal apps
1: Yes. Yeah, typically, Light Switch apps are, yes, internal business apps that you may need to take outside of the business, but typically employees of the business are using those applications. That's really where the sweet spot is for Light Switch. It's business apps, internal apps, you know, typically where the
0: employees themselves of that business are using those apps. And the, the last question, the, the, could you tell me a bit about the future for a Light Switch do you can tell me a little bit more than that was released on the SharePoint at the <laughs> SharePoint conference?
1: Well, uh, yeah, we well, are we only just, bu- we, between friends. We just released. Here, so, yeah. <laughs> we we did just release the this this release, and we are busy at work figuring out what we're going to build for the next one. I can't share any details, unfortunately. You're going to just have to have to wait
0: and see. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but before... I want to have a job. So. Okay. <laughs> Uh, thank you very much, Beth, that you took the time to talk to me about Light Switch. And if you haven't tested it out, do it. It's, uh, it's rather fun and it's very easy to to get started. And of course, it's a bit more complicated if you want to do some of the more advanced stuff. Thank you very much, Beth.
1: Hey, no, no problem. Thanks for having me. <laughs>